Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number four in season 26 of Be With Me. We're, we're reviewing the books of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Today we're primarily going to do chapters 3 and chapter 4 of 1st John. It talks in chapter 3 that no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. Now, of course, everybody's sin, but our relationship changes with sin after we become a believer. And belief should be demonstrated by external behavior. So Christ, big soundbite for First John is Christian is as Christian does. And it's not that there's no sin, but it's a different relationship with sin. It's not making a habit of it, not practicing it is the way it's, it's said that. Uh, it means to be uh, horrified by it. Why? Because we're swallowed by the love of God, so this inconsistent behavior of sinning is going to be so offensive to ourselves. And it's inconsistent with the family life of being in the family of God. So making a practice of sinning is not going to be abiding. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. One of the big keys of First John, it's mentioned 16 times in the book. So if your if you're, uh, ongoing practice of sin means you're not abiding in the Lord. So the big point is that allegiance results in evidence. And his children, are, the children of God, are supposed to resemble the family, is supposed to resemble the fa father. So not practicing sin, not making it a habit, and continuance in this process, in the family of God, in the process of wrestling with sin and being horrified by it, continuance is the test of reality. So God's transformation to all his people is going to give evidentiary behavior, um, and not the least of which is going to be what we do with sin and then what we do with love for the brotherhood, love for the knucklehead, if you will. All right, so so why would we be doing uh, business with sin? Well, it's worth it, and it allows us access to the real precious things uh, that the Lord has for us, and that is two things, the person of God and the people of God. So we should be loving one another, and love is going to be a fruit that we are after. So God is, is after uh, evidences to ourselves, and the world, that the brotherhood loves one another. Now, it, ironically, this love for God and love for the brotherhood is going to result of something from the world, which is hostility. And uh, uh, chapter 3 talks about hate, that the world is going to hate the brotherhood. So uh, the funny thing is, is that the love of the brotherhood, love of the Lord, his love for us is going to end, end up with the, the world kind of getting this wrong and hating us. So why are, why are we supposed to be bathed in love? Well, it's because Jesus first resembled loved, or Jesus loved first, and we resemble him in it. So 1 John 3.16, uh, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So by this we know that love, so true transformation is going to leave a trail of tenderness, a trail of behaviors. And it's going to probably be sacrificial and physical and emotional and fatiguing and inconvenient. So our interior, you know, theoretical love for God is going to be known by the exterior love for the brotherhood. And if one follows the breadcrumbs of the trail of tenderness, 
that we exhibit by our life, it should lead that person back to our love for God. So it should be rooted in my relationship with him and therefore be a witness. So our interior love is proven by exterior action. Now, who is it proved to? Well, first of all, it's proven to me. So my capacity and our capacity for self-deception is relatively infinite. Now, God's capacity for deception is zero. He knows what's up. 320 says, for whenever our heart condemns us. So let's listen as the Lord may convict us. Let's embrace conviction. Let's run to it. You know, there's something worse than the Lord's, you know, uncomfortable conviction, and that is his indifference. Don't, let's, let's not go there. And then 323, and this is the commandment that we believe in the name of his son and Jesus, his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So that's from 323. And it's the miracle of fellowship that these knuckleheads are my people. Because why Why do I get the church? Well, because God, they're God's people. And then we get this miracle of indwelling, which is help conviction, illumination, bringing to knowledge, all these things. And then we get the Lord's advocacy and his interceding, and he basically gives us his presence. All right, chapter four. Chapter four opens up with no rainbows. That is, that spirits need to be tested. So Jesus is not optional. He is essential. And every spirit that does not confess the real Jesus is not from God. That's from 4.3. So we shouldn't be afraid because of of these other spirits, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's 4-4. And we have the mega God. That's the word. Greater is he. We have the mega spirit. And, you know, the, the in the podcast, I said that this was my dad's bigger than your dad. So he's bigger in size and volume and significance and strength. And our response should also be large, large of worship. 4-8 says that anyone who does not love... Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So God's love is his primary, it's in his DNA. It's from God. It spills out of him and it's best seen in Jesus. And then it's best seen in us for our love for the people that God loved first. So the primary way we demonstrate that we've gotten the love message from God is if we are, that we're really family is we should be loving his people and loving the visible proves proves loving the invisible. And this will obviously require entrusting the invisible because loving the visible is kind of difficult sometimes. We're going to need to abide with him. Abiding is a word that's used 16 times in 1 John. It means to remain and stay and live with and lodge with and reside with and wait for him. So 1 John is about showing me How can I love God? By loving his people. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by abiding in him, relying on him. So loving the people he has for you. And Christianity here in 1 John is for lovers. First, that we're loved by God, and then that we are loving the people of God with the mechanism of help that he has given us, which is to abide with him. Thanks for listening.